This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today on the show, we welcome realtor and appraiser Wyatt Roberts to the Handyman Hangout. Every week we give advice without uh, about maintaining your home. But what if you're looking for a new home or maybe a fixer-upper to show off your amazing DIY abilities? One thing I want to know is how do I fix up my old home to sell? Also, we'll talk to Wyatt about what it takes um, to to find a home that's nice and safe. Join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How you fellas doing today? Great. Doing great. Glad to be here. Good deal. So what are you all working on? <laughs> All right, come on. <laughs> well, me, myself, um, finishing up. I'm, I'm doing a lot of completions. I um, pulled two slabs and um, some driveways side by side. You made I, a driveway? Yeah. That's yeah. neat. Yeah, they were um, all crackled and crumbly, so we um, just <laughs> demolitioned them. Crumbly. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that's and, it. And they had dropped, so we took those old stone out and uh, poured some new in, new right. concrete. Gave it that uh, rock, rock wash. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. So we got that going, and a house that's uh, ready to be sold. We uh, completed the painting on it, and a lot of other little honey-do list things. Okay. What about you, Jeff? Well, um, we're getting ready to pour a slab. A plumber is out there as, as uh, we speak. All you guys in your concrete. I love I love the smell of concrete in the morning. <laughs> right. right. So Friday, hopefully, we are uh, we're pouring about uh, 125, 30 yards of concrete. So wow, great, great, great day. Weather is is on our side. So um, it should be for this week, as I saw. Yeah, it, huh? it looks good. The fairs in town. That's another positive. Go. Well, mm-hmm. look, I, I that. As I think about what you're doing with all that concrete and stuff, I did something this weekend that was much nicer than that. Uh-oh. I did. I did. I had to, uh, uh, a while back, my wife and I went to an estate sale mm-hmm. and found Those this. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're great. Uh, and weird, too. Sure. But anyway. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we go into this estate sale, and we see uh, this chest you know, like the end of a bed chest, something like that. You know, I got the habit. Yeah, and 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 it was whoever stained this thing or did whatever they did to it, which was horrible to do to some really good cedar. Um, but they put this stuff on it. So I spent all weekend long <laughs> getting whatever this junk was that they put on this uh, beautiful cedar chest, and I got it down just a straight wood. Mm-hmm. Nice smell. Man, it smells great. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've been sanding all day and you can <clears throat> and you can feel the dust in your lungs, oh yeah, yeah. it's been enough, but it's a really nice smell. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah. And your you, fingertips you know, are gone, too. Right. <laughs> you know, I always look forward to Wednesdays because uh, we know for a fact that Jason has done something over the weekend. Yes. I, I, I'm not sure what would happen to you if you did not 
have a project over the weekend. Oh, I just sit there and tweak and walk in circles. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I mean, just, you, yeah, I got to do something. He had go to rescue uh, that Chester. Right? Go through withdrawals <laughs> or something. Our <laughs> uh, guest here today is Wyatt Roberts, and um, uh, in uh, in the handyman hangout. So, what'd you do this week, right, oh, Wyatt? When was it, Dale? You came <laughs> and fixed. I had several things. I have five kids. Oh, right. And so my honeydew list is sort of promulgated enormous by, it's yeah. necessitated by you know right there's an exponential correlation between the number of kids <laughs> and how many holes in doors right, and right. sheet rock and <laughs> garage doors that are broken right. and all that uh recently we had dale actually come out and uh, work on our roof mm-hmm. and paint some fascia uh, i've got a garage door that i need to get fixed he also put a threshold. Careful, Dare, uh, Dale, on that garage door. Well, I told him. Well, <laughs> well he referred me because those things are dangerous. They're very they about dangerous. A thousand pounds of thrust on those. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. But I haven't called that guy yet. Oh, okay. I told him call out. Kind of like to farm out my honeydew. <laughs> right there, you go. List. All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. If you want to get a call in about any project you've got going on, or remember, we have two uh, contractors here today. We also have a realtor and a home inspector. So that's a lot of questions that can get answered in one day. 877-MPB-RING. Or you can email fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Got an email here. Okay, hi, Jason. We're trying to think ahead and plan for the day when there will be no one to run our mom-and-pop grocery store. If we're unable to sell the store in the house we live in that's uh, right next door to the store, then we probably do not want to continue paying insurance, property taxes, and utilities on these empty properties. However, abandoning these properties will add more to the blight that already exists in this small Delta town where our family has been for decades. If we have the building demolished, how much would we expect to pay to do so? Uh, Would we have problems getting the building demolished if they have lead paint and asbestos in them? The store was built in 1953, and the house was built in 1933. Well, the sure thing is, is that there is lead paint in both of those things. Right? Well, yeah. yeah, it could be. Yeah, it, it, it was built in the era of lead paint. Right. So, um, uh, what, what do you uh, would that have been covered up by now? I don't know. Why? What do you it, think? It, what it, do you think? Very, very well, could have been. Yeah, that is a very interesting question, and the home, whoever is asking mm-hmm. this question is clearly thinking about the implications of what their property is worth because it may, in fact, be advantageous to demolish the improvements if if they don't have any real value in terms of what they can contribute to the economy. Right, the taxes, like taxes in in. Uh, Jackson, or mm-hmm. I think the millage rate is like 180 or 181 or something right. like that. They have the tax uh, debt on these things. Would it would be smarter to demolish certain improvements uh-huh. to get your taxes down? That way, you're only paying taxes on the land. And, right. And, okay, you know, I, I did want to say something. You're going to hear a word today coming out of. Uh, Wyatt's mouth a lot, and that word's going to be improvements. That doesn't mean like a spoiler on your car. It's not bonus. It's not extra. <laughs> right, right. It's something you build on that piece of land or something you have there. That's so, cool. Improvement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. right. Wouldn't nice. that improve the, the value, though, uh, a spoiler kit? Right, yeah. <laughs> Just rims? set it down on the ground, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Uh, not knowing who to turn to with these questions, I thought you might be able to give us some ideas about what to do. So let me ask you this. Do, uh, do they have to – all right, let's say they assume that there is asbestos in, in one or two of these buildings – Mm-mm. Is this something that they have to have someone come and deal with before they can demolish them or what? Any um, thoughts? I, I, I've got some experience in that. Okay, go uh, for it. We've, we've um, demolished several properties mm-hmm. um, in the residential world, and we're going to call this the residential world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the thing you, you, you have to do, your dumpster has to be dedicated if it is, in fact, asbestos. It has to be dedicated to that asbestos. Nothing else can go in that particular uh, container. Really? Um, but it's it's fairly simple to get rid of it once you understand what you're dealing with. And what I mean by that, when you put your asbestos in that container, you must seal it. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning... Um, plastic bags. You must seal that that container, and it has to be tagged. Uh, your um, landfill will supply you with everything you need to take care of that asbestos. And then, when you're removing that from the house, what you want to do is wet it. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you saying that a normal person can do this? Absolutely. Really? Yes. Yes. I did not know that. Uh, I thought asbestos meant you're you're well. You can go that far, mm-hmm. but if you if you take your time, do your research, wear the proper PPE, mm-hmm. um, you can you can mitigate that yourself. So okay. and and save a ton of money. Once that is mitigated. Um, you will probably demolish these houses uh, and, and buildings for uh, somewhere's around four bucks a foot. Four dollars a foot would would be a good safe number. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So. All right. Wow. That's specific. Good deal. Okay. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. It's time to take our first break of the hour. When we come back, we'll continue helping you with your home improvement projects and taking uh, and talking with our guest appraiser and realtor Wyatt Roberts. You can call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or send an email to fix it 101 at mpbonline.org. And during the break, I want you to look at your phone and count the number of DIY or handyman apps that you have. Do you have any of those on your phone? When we come back, we'll uh, list some of the top apps that every DIYer should have on their mobile device. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Dell Moore from Affordable Solutions 601, Jeff Sammons from Houseworks, and our guest uh, for the hour is Wyatt Roberts, realtor and appraiser. Join the conversation this morning with your home improvement questions by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Uh, one of the things that we uh, mentioned before the break was, uh, no, wait, no, let's talk about that asbestos thing. You know, we were talking about the asbestos thing. Uh, if you didn't hear the previous conversation, Jeff mentioned that one could do their own abatement of asbestos 
uh, if they decided to do so. It's obviously, something that you really need to read up on. Absolutely. Get do do your research. Where the proper PPEs. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's. I mean, it's it's fairly it's fairly it's doable. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it like that. All right, it's doable. So. All right, let's go to John in Tallulah, Louisiana, and uh, he's got a question about that asbestos. What's going on, John? Hey guys, how you doing? Good. What's up? So I heard that you can wet it, remove it, but how do you dispose of it? What's the proper disposal of the asbestos? Is it um, on the curb? No, no, <laughs> no, it is not. Um, the waste management deal call, with it. Yeah, yeah, call call your local landfill. Uh, the one that we use here would be waste management. They accept it. All of them do not. They must know about it. They will give you a tag, you and they will tell you how to package it. Once it's packaged, you tag it, and that is the only thing that can go in that container, and then you call your landfill provider, the person that brought you the container, and uh, let them know what you're doing. As long as it is properly tagged, um, they, they will accept it. Now, with all that being said, Everything that I've talked about this morning concerning hazardous material comes with a price tag. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, that's why so, people pay for this. That's uh, right. This service. So. So. All right, John. Uh, does that help out? That does. So does it have to be wetted, or is that just a mitigation? I would definitely wet the asbestos that I'm removing, and probably what you're going to be dealing with is the exterior tiles on your house. Right. And folks the, when they the talk about, Yeah, when they talk about wetting it, that's so what happens when you when you disturb asbestos, it, it, it kinda it poofs out it, into it, the air. It, it becomes airborne right. at that point and if it is wet, uh it Poof is Poof is the technical term. I like that. Okay. At the handyman hangout, right. I like that too. <laughs> Brand new term this morning. Um, but but yeah, wet getting it wet just simply um, uh, keeps it from becoming airborne. All right, thanks, John. We appreciate it. Oh, um, Wyatt. So you you are an appraiser. Tell me, do you like go to homes and appraise ones still sitting there? Or do you go to new homes and look at those and see if they're good? How how's this work? Well. Typically, any appraisal, whether it's a home or a commercial property, land, whatever, uh, the steps are fairly straightforward. Somebody wants to buy something, mm-hmm. and they usually have to go to a bank. Right. And the bank needs collateral, mm-hmm. right? So they're saying, whatever we're going to loan you to buy this, we want to make sure if we get it back, right. we're going to ha- be able to cover this loan. So. Mm-hmm. Usually a contract is in place mm-hmm. by the time the appraiser is contacted. Right. Uh, and the bank is the one that typically hires the appraiser. The appraiser goes out, looks at the property, right. does the appraisal. Sometimes the appraisal comes in low. Uh-huh. Sometimes <laughs> it comes in high. You know, it just depends. And you might... Uh, I've always had it, a question. i got to yeah, ask Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it funny how that... <laughs> that yeah, yeah. Right. I've always had a question. Okay. That. Okay. So, so before you make a full appraisal of a home, okay, does the 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 I guess the the lender do do uh-huh. they tell you w- what I need to get out of this home? 
do they tell you, hey, I need this to be worth $200,000? Well, the unscrupulous ones do. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Typically, uh, you are going to, in fact, the law requires you to uh, at least make an attempt to evaluate the contract mm. if there is one on the property. Oh, okay. Uh, sometimes the the parties involved won't give you a copy mm-hmm. of the contract. The con- the contract is some evidence. Right. Uh, assuming that everything is above board, it's an arm's length transaction right. and so on. Th- that is some evidence uh, of, of market uh, value. Okay. Right? And so pe- people seem, you know, uh, over the years, many, many people have said to me, well, wow, that's so uh, such a coincidence that the appraisal yeah. mm-hmm. comes back Matches. to be within, exactly. you know, so close. Right. Uh, I don't think that's surprising. I don't know if you know the anchoring effect, but, I mean, if you have a number, uh-huh. right, uh, Let's say that uh, I'm appraising a house and it's under contract for $180,000, right? Uh-huh. And I've done my grid of adjustments and it comes out to be 178. Right. Well, you know what? I, I used to work for a guy. He all he'd always say, you know what? We're just not that good. You know. Right. Uh, we can't. I mean, I think at that point you're going to look back at it and you're going to say, you know what, maybe I didn't give it enough consideration for this thing right. or for that. But, I mean, it's not unusual for an appraisal to come back to be, you know, very similar. But I, I've done mm-hmm. plenty of appraisals that come in low. And what happens then is they end up renegotiating the deal sometimes. Right, right. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. Uh, and I've done appraisals that were way way above what the contract price is so it's uh but but that's I remember when that if i ever hire you to do an appraisal <laughs> well if it's a bank situation right, right that, and sometimes if it's not a bank situation i mean people want appraisals i get calls every week for people who are trying to sell their uh, property. They mm-hmm. they just don't have an idea. Sometimes the realtor doesn't have a very good idea how mm-hmm. to price this property. If this isn't sort of in their wheelhouse, right. they'll call an appraiser and say, you know what, can right. you help me figure out what do we need to be asking right. for this thing? Right. Right. All right. Um, let's go to the phone real quick. Chris is on the road and he's uh, wanting to take down a wall. That's always fun. Make sure it's got plumbing and electrical in it. <laughs> yes. You with us, Chris? <laughs> and some gas. Yeah. I'm here. I'm All right. here. Hey, guys. What's going on? Uh, well, I've inherited the the home that uh, that I was raised in with my mother. Uh-huh. And uh, when you walk into the home, you walk into the living room, you have to walk through the living room to get to the kitchen. You have to walk through the kitchen to get to the bedroom. You have to walk through the bedroom to get to the dining room. Functional, Shotgun. Nice. Functional uh, nice. So it, right it was there. built with no hallway. And what I'm wanting to do is take the wall out between the master bedroom and the living room. Now, the trusses and the roof on the house run uh, uh, east and west. The, the wall that I'm wanting to take out, it runs north and south. Mm. Uh, my question is, I've had three different, uh, I call them shade tree contractors, come in and tell me <laughs> three different stories. Oh, boy. Uh, that, that they've gotten in the attic. That the trusses run all the way from, and I've seen this myself. The trusses run all the way across the home from from one edge to the to the other. Right. Uh, 
and you have to excuse me. I'm not a carpenter, so I don't know. You know no, it's perfectly fine. About, but talking my language, I, I man. I've go. got two by six, uh, two by six trusses, uh, fairly modern looking trusses in the attic. Mm-hmm. They look to be about six to eight feet apart, I would guess. Am I going to need a beam in supporting oh, when boy. I take that wall out? Uh, with having trusses that run from one edge of the house to the other, someone has told me that I could just take it out, take a sledgehammer to it, and well, do it myself. And then I've had someone tell me that I'm going to need to support that. Now, thing up. now, Chris, are, are they are these truly engineered trusses, or or is it a stick frame construction? No, it is an engineered truss. It was a truss that was lifted in with a crane. Okay, so it is uh, a truss system. Yes. Yes. <sighs> You should not have it, it, it. You probably don't have a load bearing wall under that truss then. Uh, oh, but so that's good. Now, well, but wait, don't wait, start swinging yet. Now, now. <laughs> again, again, I'm diagnosing this over the radio unseen. Okay, right. uh, you've had three different contractors tell you three different things. Let me just give you some rule of thumb get up okay. in the attic, find that wall. Okay. Okay. See what is sitting on top of that wall. Okay. Okay. If there are ceiling joists resting on that that are that are joined together at that at that wall, that is probably a load bearing wall. You follow me? Okay. Yes, sir. See what is sitting on that wall. Secondly, you mentioned that the trusses were six to eight feet apart. Uh, there's something wrong with that statement, okay? So okay. what's wrong with that's that? A lot of trusses. That's a lot that's of distance. Space. Yeah, yeah. So look at that. Verify your your trusses are not six to eight feet apart. If they are, there's an issue. Okay. What is standard for for the distance? Twenty four uh, inches. Whoa. Yeah. Forty four inches. Twenty four. Okay. Two feet. Like twenty three inches and some change. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I've definitely got some sort of problem up there then because I've got a lot more space. Well, yeah, that's okay. I mean, we we had we had no, we built things right in the fifties, right? I mean, I've got a okay. I've got a cabin in the country. It's a hundred years old. We built things right a hundred years ago. So, um, hey, I mean, get, it's not, the roof's not swaying. I, okay. I actually put a uh, put a new shingle roof on it last year. Get, get a get a get a qualified contractor to look at it. Yeah, please. Yes, I, I think I'm going to do that. I, I sure appreciate you guys. Yeah. And, and listen, I listen to the show every every week, and uh, you guys have helped me more than you know. I appreciate it, Chris. Yeah, thank you, sir. Social engineer with help. God, have a great day. <laughs> thank you. You know, there there there's some things we just cannot answer. No, well, over the radio. No, 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 just, no. I mean, that's impossible. No. Well, it's no different than the doctors. You know, right? I mean, really. I mean, so I, I got to have more than that. Yeah, uh, Wyatt, <laughs> like when you go inspect uh, older structures, do you see that a lot where, where things are not to modern code now? Do you see that? Yeah, I yeah. do. I, I, I mean, the, the, the range of construction dates of the properties that I look at, I mean, going mm-hmm. back from 1900, right. you know. Uh, I was telling uh, Jeff one time, I went up into a friend's attic. And and it had this wiring that was covered in cloth, and I knew yeah. I was I knew I was out of my league at that moment, you know. 
Claim knob, right and, back knob, knob and tube, isn't that, isn't that why? Knob and tube? I, I'm not an expert on electrical <laughs> wiring, but uh, no, I don't, you know, usually it doesn't, uh, unless it's something that needs to be changed, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just not, it's still functional. Okay. Uh, you, you, you know, framing is probably something that, other than our Simpson strong ties that we use now, mm-hmm. and we use hurricane clips, and they're, and they're always coming up with a, a better way to fasten two pieces of wood together. Right. But the principles of framing, I, I don't think, have changed that much. It hasn't. Probably for thousands. It hasn't. Yeah, right. I was about to say, right. that's 16 you know, on I mean, center. We, we've been putting walls 16 on center. We've and been 24 putting, on center. Right. Yeah. That's, so it hasn't changed. We've been using two by fours, two by sixes. The same thing. Um, Folks, this is what happens when you get a bunch of contractors <laughs> in the room. They can talk that. There's lots of numbers the, there. And the, it's good. What's the room called now? What, what is it? What's the room called? The Handyman Hangout. Handyman Hangout. Yeah. I like that. There you go. Now, right. years ago, they did build without tapes, but they were just that good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they could eyeball one. Pass me yeah. one as long as your elbow. Right. I don't well, know yeah. that. <laughs> long as your elbow. Was yeah. that a furlong or yeah. something? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Give me an inch. All right. Yeah. You know what? Uh, uh, Bob and Jackson, don't go anywhere. We're going to come back to you in just a second. got to answer that call about your uh, environmental issues. Uh, it is time for another break. Uh, we've got realtor and appraiser Wyatt Roberts here for the hour, so stay tuned and also continue uh, to call us with your questions, comments. Just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. When we come back, we've got a few simple toilet fixes. Stay tuned. Can't get to a radio? Well, don't worry. MPB Think and Music Radio are available online and on our MPB public media app. It's simple. Just log on to our website at mpbonline.org to get started. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore of Affordable Solutions and Jeff Sammons of Houseworks. And if you missed any part of today's show, you can always listen back at our website at mpbonline.org slash fixit101 or by podcast on our MPB public media app or your favorite podcast app. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I promise, Bob, I get back to him right when we got back. So Bob is in Jackson asking about uh, uh, buying and remodeling. What's going on, Bob? Uh, what I'm what I'm doing is I'm looking at repurposing a dental building to an office space. And my concern is: there any uh, issues that we should be any environmental issues that we should be concerned about in doing this? You said it was a dental building. Yes. Uh, was I mean with dentists, or do they manufacture things there? Uh, it's a dentist office. Oh, okay. So they had some some uh, biohazard stuff there. They may have, yeah, with um, mercury or whatever that there sure. is. But it's, uh, it hasn't been a dentist office for several years. So. Hmm. Assuming that they kept everything off right, it should be okay. You I know, can't imagine there would be any significant no, I'm not in the office. I mean, uh, you don't have a bunch of tubes of oxygen and stuff right. running through the walls. I mean, I'm do sure you know, they do, do you know but they should, be cut off, they should be kept off. Yeah, do you know a lot about the building, Bob? Has anything been done to it since you uh, 
purchase? Bob? All right. Well, okay. well, you know, you know, I think I think if I'm in Bob's shoes, I think I'm probably going to hire a, I guess, a home inspector. Is that what I'm going to do? Yeah, definitely. I, they're going to be the ones who would tell you about any environmental they, issues. They I mean, can, and you would want to also look at your zoning, right. right, to make sure that you could do that conversion. Sure. Uh, I would think you probably could because those are usually in the same zoning sure. categories. But, I mean, it could be. I don't know if, yeah. if he's from Jackson. Yeah, I can't Jackson. imagine there would be any different. Uh, me, uh, me neither. And, maybe and, different parking requirements. I know right. there's a lot heavier uh, parking requirements for uh, dental, medical use. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ian, this oh, is yeah. new to me. Oh, yeah. I've appraised buildings before that uh in in madison they have a certain number they do the parking requirements based on how many people you have working there oh and uh clinics uh medical clinics dental Mm -hmm. clinics they all have a lot of uh, much more intense parking requirements than a typical office building oh wow and i've i've appraised a three-story office building where they could not even develop the third floor uh-huh. because the tenant on the second floor was a a dental clinic. Oh, really? And and they couldn't they didn't have the parking to accommodate the extra uh, right. Uh, is, extra it, is, floor. is that building on the parkway? Uh, it is I think I know Webster Circle. That's you it. Guys. I know. Yeah. The, I know the exact. It's a building. nice little building. It's a great building. You need to have lunch, but really. There's no parking there. <laughs> That's right. It's just around the perimeter of the building. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's amazing that I know that story. All right. So I need to know from you. uh, Java asked this, and I didn't know there was a difference, okay? Uh, Apparently, there's two different things, an appraiser and a home inspector. Yes. And I am not an inspector. Okay. I'm not a surveyor. People confuse (laughs) Right. Okay. So tell me the difference here. Well, a surveyor, well, an inspector, Uh he, he is not. So the appraiser comes in, right, and he says, this is what I think. An appraisal is just an opinion. That literally is what an appraisal is. Mm -hmm. They hire somebody who has a background in Mm -hmm. appraising. You have all kinds of experience requirements, education requirements. The appraiser says, you know what? I think it's worth X amount of dollars, Mm -hmm. or it's between this dollar amount and this dollar amount. Right. The inspector comes in. Typically, after the appraiser gets done and says, you got this issue over here, there's wiring issues Mm -hmm. or plumbing or whatever, Uh, there's signs of termite damage, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's the home inspector that does that part. Right, right. You know, I just wanted to comment on what Wyatt said. He said that his appraisal was an opinion. Mm-hmm. And it is an opinion, but it's a professional opinion. Right, which means it's legal. It, well, it, it, it means it means something. I can build the house. Uh-huh. I know what it costs. I know what it's worth. Right. D- down to the penny. Uh-huh. And I can write that number down. Right. And I can give it to the bank. But my number carries no weight or very little weight compared to his number. Right. That's crazy. Well, but but... Uh, that's true, maybe, but but my numbers should be based on a couple of things. In that situation, you're mm-hmm. looking at 
what does it cost? Yes. And what is a what is a, a developer typically expect in terms of entrepreneurial incentive? What would it take to induce you to build that house? What kind of a return? Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, for a new house or a mm-hmm. relatively new uh, building of any kind, you're looking at what is the co- what is the land cost? What does it cost uh, to construct it? And then what would what would a developer typically want in terms of the profit? And yeah. that's not contractor's profit, but it's if you're doing a project, right? Mm-hmm. What if I'm going to build a convenience store, right? I'm going to buy the land. I'm going to get somebody to build it. And then what would I want as a return if I were going to right. sell it? What would I expect? Right. So typically, and right. I mean, it can be anywhere from five to forty percent, right? Depending upon what kind of project it is, the scope, all that right. kind of stuff. So, so right. yeah, yeah, an appraiser has an informed opinion, but we give a lot of consideration to what the contractor is going to build it. Yeah. Um, the number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. You can also send in an email at fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Got an email here, and uh, we kind of went over this one before the show, but it's a little bit fun. Uh, when is the best time of the year to have a pine tree removed? Thank you. <laughs> I mentioned <laughs> whenever you can get the tree guy there. Uh, yeah, because they always be huge. Um, uh, so what do you guys think? Yesterday. Yesterday, okay. <laughs> I think we're going to uh, like almost defer that to Felder because maybe he's yeah. got something about trees that he knows. Who that knows? I don't. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, who knows? But if as it, soon as you can afford it, get it done. Right. Um, and if it, especially if it's really close to your house. And right. we've heard right. before when we had our foundation person on that, uh, what was it, 10 feet? Don't don't 25? plant. Uh, no, it wasn't twenty five. It was like ten feet. Don't plant yeah, anything yeah, within I, ten I feet. Would, of the... Yeah, I don't want anything. Yeah, uh, even ten feet from my foundation. Okay, all right, all right. Number to call is eight seven seven. Except MPB positive ring. drainage. Yes, yeah. so, a good runoff. Right. All right. We talked about some uh, fixes for toilets when we went into our break, and uh, just wanted to uh, say that we do have that. All right, a noisy toilet. I get this. If you've got a noisy toilet and you're thinking, what is a noisy toilet? Make sure the water supply line is turned completely all the way open. It's kind of weird. Uh, Those little valves, uh, if you think about it, you put that valve on there and you turn the water on. And then you might turn it off six years later. You're right. You know, I mean, you mm-hmm. never turn this valve. Right, yeah. You know, so and, and the valves, honestly, they aren't made that great to be honest with you. But if you don't turn them all away, they might vibrate. They might, you know, there's a whole bunch of different things, but it might create a sound, either a hum or a, or a, like a whistle or something like that. So open it all the way up. And um, so that's one way to get rid of a a noisy toilet. If possible, replace the fill valve. Uh, And the fill valve is this uh, rubber thing that goes over the big hole that puts the water in the toilet. And it gets rotted out over time. Uh, especially if people use uh, cleaning things in their mm-hmm. toilet. Uh, especially, a lot of people, I used to drop a bleach tablet inside there. Oh, well, that's just stupid. It rots out every piece well, of rubber. Right. Well, then, no, yeah. I was just fixing to say, our plumber <laughs> told us not to do that. Right, yes. But my wife still does it. Oh, does she? Oh, yeah. So you're still replacing toilet parts. Well, you know, it's funny you mention that because I worked on it this morning. Are, are you serious? <laughs> yes. Cool. I'm, I'm being very serious. Really? That's weird. It came up. So it, it ran all night. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
So that, uh, yeah. Hey, okay, so I'm just sorry. <laughs> Jeff's wife, don't put the bleach in there. You kill him. No, I'm not oh, saying man. she broke it, but it was just a coincidence, right. I guess. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now, you, you know what? It's funny we talk about this. I Maybe the bleach is not hurting things now that we have all plastic parts. Uh-huh. Huh. I don't know. Does bleach dry up dry well, plastic? I, it, it probably would take longer. I, I know it has something to do with metal, but uh, you right. know, it will corrode metal. Okay. I don't know. I, I got a toilet, real quick toilet story. A couple of weeks ago, we had a plumber come out because mm-hmm. the toilet wasn't flushing. And so I told you I had five kids, right? Right. And the, their yeah, bathroom, that bathroom is on the other side of the house, right? <laughs> Thank God. And uh, <laughs> so the the plumber comes out and he gets his snake out and he nothing's nothing's flushing. Mm-hmm. And he gets his snake out and it only goes down a few inches. And he's like, we can't get our snake out. Uh huh. And so he says, we're going to get it we, out of the toilet. That's right. They're right. They, so they're, you know, doing he's the thing on and a getting, it go, or something. getting it to go down. <laughs> well, Uh-oh. so, so he says, we're going to have to take this toilet out and bust it because we can't get our snake out. Uh-oh. And so they took the toilet out, took it out of the, on the driveway, busted it out. You, I don't know if you know this, but something that kids do is they make slime. Yes. There's this concoction, right, that mm-hmm. they create with uh, cornstarch nice. and yep. some other stuff, nice. and it kind of hardens when you Turns press it. And then yeah. it, well, let me just say, <clears throat> somebody had put some slime uh-huh. down. In the toilet, mm-hmm. nobody would confess to having oh, done no. it. And no, no. It created, created quite an interesting shape uh, right. from the force of the suction of the... <laughs> and no one would admit... I tried to tell the plumber. He brought it in there holding it. I was right. like, that is not, dude. I had nothing what, to do with that. I, I, I can tell you who did it. His name is not me. <laughs> right, yeah. That's I right. promise you that's their name. <laughs> well, and I can tell you that, um, <laughs> Wyatt, if I had four <laughs> siblings, I wouldn't cop to no, it either. No. I mean, right. <laughs> exactly. There's always somebody. Right, yeah. to... Nobody owns up to that. Right, now. No. All right, David's on the line in Grenada, and uh, it's got a brick house, having a hard time selling it, and can he move it? Are you with us, David? Yes. So you're th- you've got a brick house, right? Yep. Three thousand plus square feet uh, brick house. Three thousand square feet brick house. Yep. I can't imagine. Yep. And I cannot sell it. I've had it two or three, uh, or maybe more, uh-huh. uh, uh, realtors, and uh, I can't sell it. You can't sell it for what you want. Maybe, maybe four years or five years or something. Right. Why did they tell you they can't sell? Why? Why well, isn't it? What is their no, explanation for why it's not selling? Um. Cost too much? I'd say uh, it's where it's at. It's uh, nobody wants to live where I'm at. Hmm. I think it's the center of the world, but right, of course. I can't, you know. Are you familiar with the IKEA effect? What's that? Well, uh, the IKEA effect is the tendency that people have to overvalue things that they had a p a part in uh-huh. uh you know if, if you built a cabinet right or a chest of drawers or whatever right, right your opinion of the value of that thing is going to be higher 
than what the market values. Now, I don't know anything about your house, the but... The IKEA right. effect. No, I, I understand that. You're exactly right. But uh, nevertheless, uh, uh, there's very few people that even come and look at it. Right. And, and of those, I never hear anything, so... Well, let's talk to the question about can you move this thing? Yeah. We're talking about a 3,000-square-foot brick home? That would be a horrendous uh, undertaking, but... Uh, I I got to do something with it. I know there's a guy out there. On it and, uh, and, uh, David, I know there's a guy out there right now driving a truck going, I can do it. Uh, would well, it be on a concrete David. slab, would it not? Mm-hmm. I mean, how- no, it's conventional. It's, on, it's conventional. Okay. It's actually on the hill. And uh, actually, if da- you count what's underneath, it's probably got 4,000 or maybe. I mean, David, there yes. there's two reasons why something doesn't sell. Mm-hmm. You have not told enough people. Or price. That's it. And he hadn't tried giving it away. I didn't say you. I, no, <laughs> well, I, no, I didn't well, say I didn't well, say you made him give up, it David. away. Yeah. Made him up. I didn't say that. You, it sounds to me like you need somebody to tell you the truth about what you've got there. Sure. I mean, uh, you can go. There are parts of you can go anywhere and find where people have opinions about their property, mm-hmm. and they just stay on the market, right? Listing right. after listing after listing, right. and a lot of realtors they they don't it, particularly if it's not something that has a lot of value to it. They're ju- they are just either not equipped, uh, don't have a very good sense of what the market is. If it's something that doesn't fit the cookie cutter subdivision, tracked home mold, mm-hmm. then they just don't they don't have any idea what you, what you ought to be asking for. It. Right. And well, so this, this uh, particular property is uh, it's uh, it's it's uh, thirty acres. All pasture, nice big old house on it, and nice. uh, the people that could—I can't sell the whole thing, so I have to just sell the house, maybe, and that's not working. And you're right; the people that look at it are from town, the, uh, and it's a long way to travel to, you know. Yeah, and, oh, that's the lookers. So they come by. Have, they come by whenever there's a sign in the yard. The lookers come out. Well, hey, I, the, no, I'm sorry. Uh, why? No, I was just saying. I just think you need to find uh, a good realtor, a good, somebody too. who's I mean, going to come out there and say, "Listen, we can find you some comps." Right. And w- whether it's with land, without land, you just need somebody yeah. who's going to tell you the truth, and and then it's going to be your decision. Right. Yeah, and, and let, yeah. let's let's get creative to move this piece of property. Right. Uh, do do we do we need to offer some incentives? Let's do something right. to move the property. Right. Do we need to paint it, put a roof on it. That's fantastic. That's good ideas. Uh, hope it helped out, David. It's time for us to take our last break, real quick. Call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or send an email to fixit one hundred one at MPB online. Org. And coming up, we're going to talk about some of those apps. Remember, we were talk, going to talk about those apps that you need to have? We're going to bring that up. That's coming up, MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein. You are contractor Dell Moore from Affordable Solutions 601, Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. And our guest for the hour is Wyatt Roberts. Joined the conversation this morning by... Uh, 
Uh, call on us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Hang on just a second, Stephen. I'll get right to you in a minute. We were mentioning those uh, apps that you might want if you uh, do some DIY projects. One of those is WikiHow. If you need to change a car tire, want to build a workbench for the garage, anything, WikiHow, it, like, covers everything of how to do stuff. And you can just look up, hey, I want to build a workbench, and it'll pop up with a whole bunch of different plans and blueprints and pictures, all that kind of stuff. WikiHow? WikiHow. Also, I fix it. You can try to repair an old smartphone or tablet, need help fixing a dishwasher. Down, but basically, if it's electronic, mechanical, something like that, I fix it is going to be something that you can at least ask a question and see if, you know, about your model. Um, this is one that a lot of, I, I got to get this for my wife. It's a, a, a program called Color Smart. Oh, yeah. And this is a choosing paint color uh, app. And I, I can't imagine not having this app now that I've just read that. I've got, I got to go get that for my wife. I think all the paint manufacturers have a version of some version right. of that. So you can just take that. It's and, just and, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other, a handyman calculator. If you're trying, It's called handyman calculator. If you're trying to determine how much wood flooring you need to buy, there's a calculator app for that. One is the handyman calculator, which is free for Android users. It'll help with simple unit conversions and has a densely uh, density calculator. Also offers a weight tool. An iHandy level. Check this one out. Uh, if you misplace your level, the iHandy level is free for both Android and iOS and is easy to use for even novice carpenters. Um, and, and literally, you just set it up on something and it it, it has a level on it. And it'll tell you if that thing is level. Mm-hmm. It looks just like the uh, the uh, the the little bubble levels. Yep. yep, yep. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right, let's go to uh, Stevens on the roadie. Inherited a house for sale and uh, got no comps going on for the sale. What's going on, Stephen? Hey there. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I always enjoy your show. Yes, sir. Um, my papa died about four years ago, and uh, I inherited his home and. Uh, several lots of acreage up in uh, up in the country mm. north of mobile mm-hmm. uh and i'm going to sell the the house at 10 acres and uh because it's so rural and not a lot of people are selling things there the appraiser that i've been working with says the house is worth this the land is worth this but we have no comps so we cannot make a solid appraisal we have no comps in the area really sell. So what do we do in in that particular situation? Is there some advice that the appraisal fellow there has, or what do we do about that? If no one's telling you how much it's worth, it's worth more. Go for it, Wyatt. (laughs) Well, I just don't. uh, Look, every piece of property is unique. While that is true, technically, there are comps out there. You may have to go... There are you don't have to be around you know where wherever you are north Al, uh, Alabama or north of yeah, Mobile it's around the Jackson um, Grove Hill area so, about an hour north. Uh, I mean the what I would do if I were that appraiser you don't have to be around that geographic area you can go out to other geographical areas that have similar demographics similar topography similar uh, that are similar. Right, and you would be surprised at how similar that if if you're dealing with a property like that, you know what? 
the the difference in the value of a home in a rural area in one part of the state isn't it may not be significantly different than its value in some other part of the state. Right. Uh, so, I mean, that's what I would tell that uh, appraiser. And he may have to contact, if he doesn't have uh, access to other appraisers, mm-hmm. he, uh, you know, he can call other appraisers in other parts of the uh, state yeah. to get comps. Uh, I mean, there, there's some comps. Sounds he like can your find. appraiser needs to yeah. work a little harder next right. time. Right. Yeah. All right, Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Dell Moore, Jeff Simmons, and our guest Wyatt Roberts, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Michelle McAdoo. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.